good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are, hello. I'm Dave Rubin, this is the Rubin Report Direct Message. Today's February 3rd, 2022. We are live streaming, as always, on Rumble, YouTube, and Blaze TV. Uh, do me a favor, particularly if you're not watching on Rumble, think about that, because they're a completely uncensorious place that does not depress us in the algorithm or unsubscribe you or make you not see our videos in your feed. And that's the kind of stuff I like. So uh, check out our Rumble page if you haven't. Uh, very important today. This is, this is big stuff. We've got some breaking news right now at the top of the show. Breaking news. This is just breaking. Let me put on my news person glasses. We have an update, ladies and gentlemen. An update breaking right now. Uh, yes, I'm being told we have an update on how many people have been killed because of the Joe Rogan podcast. Okay, so I'm, I'm just getting this live. They just handed me these papers. And as you know, there's been a big brouhaha. Joe Rogan has, you know, these long three-hour conversations with all sorts of people, experts in fields, uh, actors, MMA fighters, interesting people. They talk about things. Joe's a curious guy. And as you know, the mainstream media, the blue check NPC people, washed up musicians, they're trying to take Joe Rogan out because of all of the people that have directly died as the, at the, as the result of the Joe Rogan podcast, the Joe Rogan program there. We have updated numbers right now. Breaking news, ladies and gentlemen, Joe Rogan has killed zero people. Zero people. Think about that, okay? I want you to think about that. All right, guys, we got four stories for you today. Actually, three current event stories and one throwback. I've been trying to get these throwbacks mixed in and we thought this would be a good one for today. Uh, first, we're going back to Canada because there's just a lot going on there and this trucker protest is actually breaking through. There are politicians actually saying we might change our policies and that Justin Trudeau guy is still in hiding, which is pretty great. Uh, second story is uh, a little juxtaposition of life in Florida versus life in California. I will be putting $5 in the old tip jar. Uh, as you guys know, every time I mention California on this show, I'm gonna put five bucks in a jar. And at the end of the year, we're gonna count all that money up and I'm going to give that money to someone who wants to move from California to Florida. We're at about 60 bucks or so. I'm gonna put in 10 today. I feel that this story is worth. I'm gonna just show you the, the idiocy happening in California versus the good stuff happening here right in Florida. Third, the big story of yesterday, which broke while we were live, speaking of breaking news, is that Jeff Zucker, the CEO, the president of CNN, he has resigned in shame. Uh, although he should really be more shamed by the ratings of CNN rather than this sort of what, I, what appears to be mostly a kind of nonsensical insider scandal. Uh, we're gonna talk a bit about that. And then the fourth story, you know, I've wanted to do these throwbacks a little bit more, uh, more often. We've done some things from Thomas Sowell and Ronald Reagan and a bunch of others. There was a really great uh, video that we found. It's from 60 Minutes about 20 years ago. Uh, Morgan Freeman, the actor Morgan Freeman, uh, talking to Mike Wallace about racism and Black History Month and how we can actually move past racism. So we thought, in light of everything going on right now, why don't we throw you that one? Okay, first up though is what's going up, uh, what's going on in the great white north right above us, uh, the Freedom Convoy, these truckers who are protesting mandates and lockdowns and garnering support all over Canada, obviously millions of people, but really millions and millions of people all over the world. Uh, they're being called racists and bigots and transphobes and Islamophobes and anti-Semites. 
by their own prime minister. Uh, well, they're really just good, decent people. I think we've got some video of these people singing in Ottawa. They're singing, we are the world in Ottawa. There they are waving Canadian flags and there's children and bright colors. And it's very cold out there. So you wouldn't want to be out there unless you had a real reason to. You can see that woman smiling right there. Another woman smiling with the baby. Uh, there's a man who appears to be a government worker and he's with them. And uh, you can see they're pretty decent people. They don't seem to be out there in the name of transphobia or in the name of Islamophobia. It's all so stupid. It's so stupid when you see the actual videos and you don't just listen to and regurgitate what mainstream media is showing you. We've got more. Uh, they appear to be dirty hippies. Look at this. Look at this. That's a little Bob Marley in the background. They're, they're dancing and they're bopping. We love truckers. Truck off. That's a good one. And they're out there and they're dancing. They're not uh, burning effigies of anyone. They're not threatening to kill or harm anyone. Uh, this is all, again, in the name of living their lives freely. So now what's interesting about this is this has obviously been going on for about a week. And, you know, there were talks, was the Canadian government going to bring in the police or the military to stop them from protesting freely in a Western society, which is pretty much the basis of Western societies. Um, but what's happening now is because they have not given up. They have said, we are here. We want to be heard. We have some demands. Uh, this is this is what we're doing it and we're doing it peacefully and the way it's supposed to be done right they're not rampaging through ottawa destroying stores we showed you videos yesterday they're actually cleaning up after themselves they're shoveling streets etc cetera, etc cetera. well now it's starting to work so the premier of alberta which is one of the western provinces in canada jason kenny he had this to say yesterday we've had a lot of protests and a lot of different people and i think the vast majority of them are well-intentioned law-abiding canadians who are sick and tired uh, of uh, how COVID has turned their lives upside down. Uh, they're frustrated with all kinds of public health measures. Uh, and in many are frustrated in particular with the quarantine requirement for uh, cross-border truckers. So to those folks who've been out there trying to make that point peacefully and, and respectfully, uh, thank you. Thank you for um, using your democratic rights to do that. Thank you for sharing your, your passion and your frustration. Um, and I certainly hear you. By God, I share the frustration. Please understand that um, we uh, have tried to uh, take a minimal approach to restrictions, but a necessary one to avoid even more damaging cancellations of surgeries uh, and, uh, and, and, and loss of life. Please express that in a way that uh, is lawful and peaceful uh, and uh, and please uh, you know don't make a bad situation worse i'm out there trying to campaign to end the uh, quarantine requirement for unvaccinated cross-border truckers i went down to washington in large part to make that case i've made it to the prime minister i will continue to so for those who feel that way i'm on your side all right. So I don't know much about Jason Kenny. He seems a little conflicted. Like now he's kind of for it, but then he's also, you know, we've got to be safe. And da, 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 da. But the broad point here is that this is because of public pressure. Do you think he would be giving this speech where he clearly, you can see he's nervous. He's like, oh man, am I losing control of my people? And guess what? It's the people who make a government. It's not the government 
who make a people. This is awesome what is happening here. He's going, oh man, the truckers and all of their supporters are demanding freedom and it's getting to critical mass. So I best get rid of some of these bad policies. Now you could sense like he's a little dishonest and that he's wanted to get rid of them for a while, it seems. And okay, I guess you probably could have done it if that's really what you wanted, or you would have been, I don't know, at parliament every day fighting with Justin Trudeau and the liberals and everything else. Uh, but this is what it's all about. There's a moment with this guys, like, Carpe diem, seize the day, man. That's what, uh, that's what Jordan Peterson tweeted out to all of these Canadian politicians. It's like, you guys have a chance. Let's say you were just misled for two years. You made mistakes for two years. You were freaking out for two years. The scientists were, were not giving you clear information. You were overprotective, whatever it is. It's like, you got a moment right now to stand on the right side and go, all right, enough's enough. We're gonna let you live and we're gonna see what happens. Wouldn't that be good? Seize the day, Jason Kenney. Seize the day, Justin Trudeau. You know, I saw one of those great videos. You know, they do those, uh, those Hitler videos. I haven't done a show without talking about Hitler in a day or two, uh, less than that, actually. Um, but you know, they do that great Hitler compilation video where they dub in the, the words of somebody else. And they did one with Hitler as Justin Trudeau. I just thought it was really fantastic. Anywho, let's move on. I wanna talk to you a bit about how awful things are in California versus how great they are in Florida. And that being said, as I said at the top of the show, I will be putting in $10 to my Escape California Fund, which we will be giving all of the cash at the end of the year, depending on how many times I say California, to just someone. We'll figure out who's gonna do it. It's probably gonna be a locals community member at rubenreport.locals.com. If you wanna relocate, from California to Florida, I'm just gonna give you a whole bunch of cash. I assume it'll be several thousand dollars at that point. Maybe I'll double it or something when we get to the end of the year, we'll see. Anyway, here's just the stupidity that is going on in California. We showed you this on Monday that on Sunday at the big football game, Governor Gavin Newsom and Mayor Eric Garcetti and San Francisco Mayor London Breed and Magic Johnson, they were all at the big football game and they were maskless. They were maskless. Now I want you to particularly look at Eric Garcetti, who's standing next to Magic there, uh, because I'm gonna get to some video of him in just a second. Uh, and I usually talk about Gavin Newsom. Gavin Newsom's just evil, He's is what he is. Magic, I think, if I'm not mistaken, Magic, because he's HIV positive, is, a, is in like a higher risk group. So is he supposed to take the mask off or not? It's his own personal choice, so I'm okay with Magic doing whatever he want. Magic is also not a politician locking people down. So Magic, it's good to see your smile. And, uh, you know, I, I watch old 80s Lakers versus Celtics games when I'm doing cardio, so I got no problem with Magic Johnson. But Eric Garcetti over there, the mayor of Los Angeles, one of the most locked down, destroyed cities in all of these United States, the city that I just fled. Well, when he got called out on smiling with Magic Johnson, here is the load of BS that he tossed at you. You're correct. I was very judicious yesterday, uh, very judicious. And you'll see the photo that I did take um, where Magic was kind enough, generous enough to ask me for a photograph. And in my left hand's the mask and I took a photo. Uh, the rest of the time I wore it uh, as we all should. Uh, not when I had a glass of water or thing. And I encourage everybody else to do so. And, uh, and that's it. All right, obviously that was Gavin Newsom right there. We got the clips upside down. 
Uh, but Gavin, I mean, it's just all, you know, he takes it off for the glassware. I mean, there's so many videos and pictures of him just sitting there at the chairs, just, you know, oh, look at me. I'm scratching my head. I'm smiling. Where's your cup of water, dude? Where's the water? Are you just a relentless, shameless liar? I think we know the answer, dick. Here's Eric Garcetti. I wore my mask the entire game. And I, when people ask for a photograph, I hold my breath and I put it here and people could see that. There's a 0% chance of infection from that. <laughs> I mean, think how insane. We let them get away with this stuff, right? He holds his breath. So that means someone comes up to him. Someone comes up to him and says, hey, uh, Mr. Mayor, can I take a picture with you? And they're already in his face at that point, right? So then he takes a breath. <gasps> You've inhaled all of the stuff. At that point, you're holding the stuff in you, in your lungs. You liar. We let that. He takes it off for the water. He holds his breath. These people are clowns, ridiculous buffoons. And I wish you luck if you live in California, if you live in Los Angeles, if you have anything to do. That's the beautiful thing for me. I got to tell you, when I lived in California and I would talk about these people, there was a, there was an anger in me about it. Right. And, and a indignation about it and uh, almost like a complete, like, how, how is this even possible? Now it's actually hilarious. There is nothing funnier than that sort of nonsense to me. And now I wanna compare that to what's going on here in Florida, because in Florida, we have a guy by the name of Ron DeSantis and Ron DeSantis decided to keep this state open. And this state has incredible, uh, has an incredible economy right now. The amount of tourism is exploding. There is construction everywhere. House prices are high because people are moving here. There is, it's just good. It's just good and happy and you see people smile and you see their teeth and it's awesome. Here's Ron DeSantis talking about how he's gonna keep our schools good so that some of these bad ideas that have infected everything in these blue states uh, won't infect the free state of Florida. So what we're trying to do with the legislature is give parents the ability to inspect the curriculum so they know what's going on in their schools. I think a lot of parents, you know, have uh, very strong beliefs about, you know, how what is appropriate for, for a school system to be discussing. And certainly in terms of, like, trying to affirmatively push kids in one direction or another in some of these areas, you know, becomes very problematic. And I know parents just, they want to have a basic education. So what we want is, you know, have curriculum transparency, make sure that the parents are, are part of this. There are people in our country and in our state who take the position that, that parents really have no role in this and that they just need to be kind of in the dark about what's going on. You know, we believe sunlight's the best, uh, the best disinfectant. And I think that whether it's things like CRT, whether it's other things involving curriculum, having that transparency is something that's very significant. We that's my governor. That's right. That's right. That is a good man right there. And in essence, what he is saying is that your children are not the property of the state. He's saying, yes, we should have public education. We, we have tax dollars so that we can have public schools. It's a part of the exchange that we do here in America. And in most societies, you pay some money in so that you hope you can send your child to a school to get what he calls, quote, a basic education. And we did that pretty decently in America for about a hundred years, pretty decently, I would say. Uh, I remember going to public school, elementary, junior high, high school. I went to a public college as well, State University of New York at Binghamton. I, I got a full public education. Now, I'm not saying I learned everything absolutely perfectly and I did come out sort of as a lefty politically, so is what it is. 
But I remember going to school, going to elementary school, learning about slavery, learning about racism, learning about civil rights, learning about the Holocaust, learning about history, and you got a basic education that was honest, that was decent. You said the Pledge of Allegiance. At the beginning, America was good, and these were the ideas that we were talking about. It wasn't to, it wasn't to whitewash any of the bad things that have happened, uh, but it was to give young people a sense of what you need to know. You'd learn some basic math, where two plus two equals four, not two plus two equals five, which is what we're doing now with this common core nonsense. Um, so he's telling you, hey, we're gonna get back to the basic stuff. And as he says, some parents would like to know what their kids are learning. Not because they're trying to stop their kids from learning an honest assessment of the truth, but they don't want them to be brainwashed into all of this gender stuff in third grade, to be taught all of this crazy gender identity stuff. They don't wanna be brainwashed into this neo-racism that is critical race theory. They wanna have a say, which by the way, is why all over the country parents are finally showing up to school board meetings and they're fighting back. And then of course the Biden administration started calling them terrorists for doing so. Um, you know all about that. So it's like, this is good. And I just gotta say one more time, I am very happy to live in a place where we are governed by someone who doesn't wanna rule over us, but someone who wants us to rule over ourselves and create room to do just that by creating places of decent education as opposed to indoctrination. And that's all I gotta say about that. Uh, let's move over to the big story yesterday, which was CNN president Jeff Zucker, who has almost single-handedly destroyed CNN. People think, oh, it's Jeffrey Tubin masturbating that's destroying CNN. It's Chris Cuomo and his brother with the big Q-tip destroying CNN. It's Don Lemon pretending to be a journalist destroying CNN. Well, somebody's in charge of all of these people, and that's the guy by the name of Jeff Zucker, who's been a TV executive for decades already. He was pretty well-respected in the industry, but he has single-handedly just demolished CNN. The ratings are absolutely ter terrible, everything else. Well, yesterday, out of nowhere, while we were live on air, right here, uh, he stepped down. We've got some info from the Associated Press. CNN President Jeff Zucker abruptly resigned Wednesday after acknowledging a consensual relationship with another network executive, an entanglement that came to light during an investigation of now fired anchor Chris Cuomo. I acknowledge the relationship had evolved in recent years. Zucker wrote in a memo announcing the end of his nine-year tenure. I was required to disclose it when it began, but I didn't, I was wrong. In a statement, Zucker said he wished that his tenure at CNN had ended differently, but it was an amazing run and I loved every minute. So let's just do the last part first. I mean, by amazing run, I mean, he, he destroyed CNN. CNN is a punchline, it's a joke. The reason that mainstream media goes after Joe Rogan every day is because Joe Rogan is bigger than CNN, no matter how big Brian Stelter's head is or how big he says their newsroom is, as we covered yesterday, uh, he, he destroyed the place. Now. I actually don't wanna to spend too much time on the specifics of his relationship. It sounds like he had a consensual relationship with another executive, which, okay, that's just fine. So this isn't a case of sexual harassment as far as we know at the moment. If he's an adult and she's an adult and they got into a relationship, so be it. The company policy, from what I understand and from what he said there, is that if you're going to engage in a relationship like this, then you have to disclose it to HR. They just need to know about it. Now, that if that's an HR policy, if that's what CNN says, this is the way we do business, then I guess he's gotta go. Um, so, you know, I saw a whole bunch of people really uh, very excited about Jeff Zucker stepping down, but I don't know that there was anyone more excited 
than Orange Man. Yes, former President Donald Trump, he released this statement. Jeff Zucker, a world-class sleazebag who has headed ratings and real news challenged CNN for far too long, news challenged CNN for far too long, has been terminated for numerous reasons, but predominantly because CNN has lost its way with viewers and everybody else, Trump said. Now is a chance to put fake news in the back seat because there may not be anything more important than straightening out the horrendous lamestream media in our country and the case of CNN, and in the case of CNN throughout the world. Jeff Zucker is gone. Congratulations to all. I thought the end of that was sort of perfect. Congratulations to all. Like, this is like the end of Star Wars. Palpatine got thrown over the thing in the Death Star. We're going to celebrate on all the different planets. Congratulations, everybody. It's really, really great. Um, look, again, I don't care about the specifics of, of what he did. And if, and if he's in love with this woman, like, and she loves him, it's like, good for you guys. Like, that's just fine. Uh, if it's a company policy he broke, so be it. The bigger issue here is that as we talk about on this show every day, the, the mainstream ability, the corporate press ability to keep any of us feeling like they're telling us the truth has been completely destroyed by people like Jeff Zucker. I mean, his tenure at CNN was a disaster. So even though it's kind of good, let's say, for a guy like me, right? Like I just tell you what I think, you can agree or not agree, you can watch or not watch, you can share a video or not watch, but because they're so bad, it does drive people to us, right? So on one hand, it's like, all right, let them keep crumbling. But I truly mean this. It would be much better for the country as a whole. Uh, and I don't believe, I'm not like one of these Pollyannish people that believes that you can just magically make everybody come together and have these kumbaya moments, especially anymore. Maybe there were ways to do it before the internet or maybe 10 or 15 years ago, something like that. I don't think you can do it anymore. But would it be better if when people turned on what was the most trusted name in news, that it was trusted? Would it be better when people opened up the New York Times that was once all the news that's fit to print uh, was actually all the news that's fit to print and not all the news that's fit to make up or you know turn into propaganda or whatever it might be or leak stories from the Democratic administration and leak stories about a Republican administration. You guys get all that. Like, of course that would be better. So if you're somebody that's gonna maybe take the interim job at CNN, I wish you luck, I really do. I really, really do. And I hope you put on a freaking kick-ass show at 11 a.m. Eastern right up against the Ruin Report that is so good that people stop watching this show. But I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, and to all of that point, uh, there's something else interesting going on in the cable news situation related to Tucker Carlson. And I thought this was really, really maybe indicative of what, what is bigger uh, than just Jeff Zucker stepping down because of, the, because of this relationship. This might really be the reason he's stepping down. Uh, we've got some info from The Wrap. In October, Tucker Carlson's 9 p.m. Eastern program was the top cable news show among Democrats in the advertiser-coveted age range of 25 to 54. Fox News also commanded the largest number of independents in the key news demo during primetime and total day hours. 55% of those 25 to 54 watched the network in primetime compared to CNN's 23% and MSNBC's 22%. During total day hours, 58% of independents in the demo watch Fox News, 18% chose MSNBC, and 25% selected CNN. More surprising are the stats about Carlson and Fox News' poll with self-proclaimed Democrats. Of those demo-aged viewers surveyed who identified as Democrats, 
39% chose Fox News, 31% chose MSNBC, and 30% chose CNN for programming from 8 to 11 p.m. Eastern. In total day viewership, Fox News grabbed 42% of Democrats aged 25 to 54, CNN nabbed 33%, and MSNBC got 25. So look, the key part here without getting lost in ratings or how actually legit they are or how many people are walking by things at bars or at you know uh, airports, wherever it might be. The key thing here is that Tucker is crushing it with relatively young Democrats. Do you see the shift that is taking place? Do you guys see it? Like there is something massive taking place. And when you add all of these stories up, the, the people that lie losing audience, the people that are telling the truth or selling, telling something approximate to the truth or talking about what pe real people care about, that their numbers are blowing up, whether it's Tucker or Rogan or whatever it might be. It's like, there's a move happening. You throw in the trucker thing and you see people standing up. Something good is happening. Or I'm just drinking a lot of coffee. I'm not sure, but I think it's probably both actually, to be quite frank. Uh, all right, we got one more for you. I wanted to do a little throwback clip because uh, February is Black History Month, as they say. Uh, that's what I'm told in my Google Calendar. And we found this video of Morgan Freeman on 60 Minutes, this is about 20 years ago, uh, talking to Mike Wallace about uh, the importance or perhaps the insignificance of Black History Month. Black History Month you find ridiculous. Why? You're gonna relegate my history to a month? Oh, come well, on. What do you oh. do with yours? What, which month is White History Month? No, well, no, no, well, come on, tell me. Well, the, I'm Jewish. Okay, which I'm month is Jewish History Month? Uh, there isn't one. Oh, oh, why not? Yeah. Do you want one? No, no, no. I, I, right. I, don't. Right. I don't either. I don't want a Black History Month. Black history is American history. How are we going to get rid of racism? On stop still? talking about it. I'm going to stop calling you a white man. Yeah. And I'm going to ask you to stop calling me a black man. I know you as Mike Wallace. You know me as Morgan Freeman. You want to say, well, I know this white guy named Mike Wallace. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Pretty good, huh? Remember the old days when you could turn on network television and hear something that actually made sense? Um, look, we've got a month for everything. There's Gay Pride Month, there's Black History Month. We got months for all of these things. It's all of this sort of symbolic silliness. But the real moment in that, the, the kernel in that little video there, is when Morgan Freeman looks directly at Mike Wallace after he says he's Jewish and he goes, do you want one? Meaning, do you want a month, a Jewish History Month? Maybe there is one, I actually don't even know. They probably added one since. Do you want one? And Mike Wallace is right. No, whoa, <laughs> why would I want one of those, man? I don't want that. That tells you all you need to know. These things have nothing to do with solving the problems. We did such a freaking good job in America of solving these problems. Think about where we were at 10 years ago before we let wokeness and BLM and this modern pernicious racism of the left into the system. When we voted in that two-time black president Barack Obama with hope and change, whether you liked Obama or not. I mean, America did vote in a black president. How many European countries have black prime ministers, right? Like we did something so well that we are watching a race right now. And Morgan's free, Morgan Freeman's broad point there 
is stop talking about it, meaning the more you obsess over it, the more you make it feel real. And the more that it feels real, the more people will act on that fake realism. And we'll all walk around thinking that everything is racist. So that's a great point. Morgan Freeman doesn't sit down in that interview and go, well, who am I talking to today? Oh, it's, it's, it's white anchor Mike Wallace. And I hope that Mike Wallace didn't sit down that day and go, who am I talking to? It's black actor Morgan Freeman. No one cares about this stuff anymore except the wokesters. Yes, is, are there 50 neo-Nazis somewhere? Yeah, there are. There are a couple. Do they have any institutional power? Does anyone give them the time of day? No. Should they be allowed to be outside holding a flag? Yeah, free speech, okay? But we have to get to the point, and we were so close. I mean, that's really the point. We were so close to getting to the point where we were post-race. And just as we were there, they pulled the rug out and now made everything about race. And we cannot let that, if America's gonna continue, we can't let it win. So that's what our work is. And uh, I like doing work. Uh, on locals, we got a bunch of comments from rubenreport.locals.com. Uh, Amy said the old, I didn't inhale excuse again. Can we, can we show that Garcetti thing one more time? I mean, this guy is just really think about it. He has, that's what I'm saying. You know, when I said the thing yesterday from, from Jordan Peterson about Justin Trudeau, like his complete inability to tell the truth. It's like all of them, they have this inability to say something true. Here's the clip. I wore my mask the entire game. And I, when people ask for a photograph, I hold my breath and I put it here and people could see that. There's a 0% chance of infection from that. There's a 0% chance of infection when you hold your breath while taking a picture. That is complete nonsense. He sh these people should be taken away. I I'm not for the gulags, but like take these people away. Not magic. I'd love to play ball with magic, leave magic around. But like the other guys, they gotta go. And again, magic's not a politician. Kel says, who believes Magic Johnson would ask for a picture with this idiot? I'm sure it was the other way around. I, I honestly don't know. I don't know anything about Magic Johnson's politics and that's the way I like it because the more you find out about you know, your childhood heroes politics or what they think about this or that, the more you stop liking them. The fact that I don't, I know Magic only to be an awesome top 10 basketball player of all time. A guy with like a perpetual smile who has done so much work. I mean, ironically Magic, He's standing there with two of these crazy far left progressives who've done so much damage to the inner city and so much damage to the black community. Magic has put tons and tons of money by creating businesses, Magic Johnson movie theaters, all sorts of strip malls in LA. Now maybe he got some kickbacks, maybe there were some deals that were made with those guys. I'm not saying even illegal, like maybe there was, they worked together to make some of that happen. But Magic believes in, in capitalism. Magic believes in the, the you creating something good for your own community, which is completely the reverse of what those two clowns believe. Uh, Roberts says, thank you mainstream media for trying to vilify Joe Rogan. I found his podcasts this morning and I'm, un and I'm enjoying his discussion with Jordan Peterson. Well, that's even the funnier part because the more that they call us all neo-Nazis and racists and misinformation specialists and conspiracy theorists and all of these other scary things, then what happens is people go, well, they're saying all these bad things about Rogan. Maybe I'll, in the privacy of my own home, maybe I'll listen to one of these podcasts. And then you listen and you go, oh, he asked some interesting questions. Maybe I agree with him on some stuff. Maybe I don't. I mean, I can tell you guys this. Do I agree with Joe Rogan on everything? No, Joe Rogan was a Bernie supporter. Joe Rogan's a guy who lived in California, was fed up with taxes and moved to Texas while supporting Bernie. Like, 
That doesn't really make a lot of sense to me. Does that make him evil? No, maybe he's a little confused about the issues or maybe he's evolved on that. I mean, who the hell knows? It doesn't even matter. It doesn't even matter. He's willing to have those conversations. So the more that they do this, and by the way, this is what they've done with everyone. The more that you do this, even to someone like Alex Jones, who I've told you guys before, I don't think I've ever watched five full minutes of, of Alex Jones' show. Yeah, I've seen the things of him screaming and frogs are making people gay and whatever else it is. Um, but the more you say that this guy is the most evil thing out there, unless he is, because you got to call evil out when it's evil, right? If you had someone out there in, in the public sphere in America right now with real influence, who was really like, we have to go back to when black people were slaves and Jews couldn't go to school and women couldn't vote and all that stuff. And then he started gaining this huge popular audience. Yeah, you'd want to call it out. I wouldn't be for silencing his speech, but you'd want to call it out. But the more they cry wolf with people. And again, this isn't about Alex Jones specifically. This isn't about Joe Rogan or anyone else. The more they cry wolf about all of us, Justin Trudeau calling all of those truckers Islamophobes and transphobes. That's why they created the convoy to, because of their irrational fear of trans people. It's like the more they do that, the more powerful we will become. Ladles and jelly spoons, my full interview with Glenn Beck is up on RubenReport.locals right now. Part one is up on The Blaze and, oh no, part, well, the full thing's up on Blaze as well, but part one is up on YouTube and Rumble today. Clip two will be up a little bit later today. And if you want to play along during any of these live shows and maybe have your comment or question read during the show, check out RubenReport.locals.com. Goodbye. Thank you guys for tuning in to the Rubin Report Direct Message. We're live on Rumble, Blaze TV, and YouTube every weekday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific. Don't forget to review, share, and subscribe to this podcast. And if you're looking for early and exclusive content, you can join me on Locals at rubinreport.locals.com.